guys, it's Nate, and it's time for another Bite Sized. Uh, but in light of uh, certain recent events, I've decided to sort of break with the normal format. Or what's actually becoming my normal format is just having other people join me and talking in a not so uh, proper episode. But I am joined once again by my brain trust, Micah, Doug's Vest, uh, and Parker. Uh, say hello, up, boys. Hello, hello. How you doing? Howdy. All right. So, uh, you know, the other day I shot you guys a message and it, at this point in time, we're, we're probably a little bit behind the, the cycle, but uh, PlayStation finally revealed some details surrounding Spartacus. This is more than mere rumor now. This is confirmed. I mean, and, and given the sources, it was kind of like Jeff Grubb tends, he was one of the big voices pushing this and he tends to sort of be pretty reliable. Um, but we, we have, we have, basically what what had been rumored at this point in time has been confirmed there are a few details that have sort of been made clear um i'm just going to sort of run through this real quick or try to basically uh the playstation plus is being sort of updated playstation now and playstation plus are being sort of rolled into the same service uh and there's going to be three tiers uh there's going to be playstation plus essential which basically i understand is just PlayStation Plus as it stands. Um, th- there was something that I think a few people did point out uh, in some of the coverage I was listening to that they, they're saying two monthly downloadable games. Um, and, and you know, people are like, well, typically we get three. And I'm like, well, you know, we'll, we'll see what they do. I mean, they, they've been kind of playing it loosey-goosey with that stuff for a while anyways. Uh, but, you know, the, the discounts, the PS Plus discounts, cloud storage, online multiplayer access, um, you know, really no changes for the online. This is just PlayStation Plus, but it's just right. sort of the bare bones thing. Um, and it's going to remain, the pr- price point remains the same. It's uh, $9.99 monthly, 25 bucks quarterly or 59 well, $24.99 quarterly or $59.99 yearly. And I'm sure there will be deals, you know, at different points in time where you can pick this up, you know, at, like, like same old goes but uh yeah next next here's playstation plus extra uh it's basically playstation plus essential but it adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable ps4 and ps5 games including blockbuster hits from our playstation studios catalog and third-party partners games in the extra tier are downloadable for play okay uh this tier runs you $14.99 a month, uh, $39.99 quarterly, and $99.99 yearly. Uh, Then there's the premium. And this is the one that sort of everybody is, from what I've seen, is a little frustrated by. And, you know, I think there's some valid criticisms, but we'll get into that. Uh, The the benefits here are it's basically you get everything from Essential and Extra, but it does add an additional 340 games, uh, including PS3 games available via cloud streaming. And I, there's been a rumored update to that even I was reading recently. Um, and again, not com- this is not confirmed as far as I know, but it is rumored. Um, but a catalog of beloved classic games available in both streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. Uh, offers cloud streaming access for original uh, PlayStation, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers where PlayStation Now is currently available. Um, so it's going to be the cloud streaming stuff uh, to P- PS4, PS5, and consoles. Um, and there's also going to be uh, time-limited game trials, um, which is 
interesting. That sort of seems like a weird flex, in my opinion. But um, and again, the price is here: seventeen ninety nine a month, forty nine ninety nine quarterly, and one nineteen ninety nine yearly. Um, so, you know, Parker, let's start with you. Like we've been hearing about this for a little bit. Did anything sort of surprise you in this, or you know, any any thoughts when you you heard about it? It's not super surprising. I mean, I think the the big thing that everybody seems to be, I guess, concerned over is trying to do this direct comparison with Game Pass. And they're saying, well, Sony has already come out and said that, like, you know, their exclusives aren't going to be day one on the service, you know, and people are clutching their pearls about that. But to me, you know, Sony never promised that. It's They've said pretty consistently from the beginning, this isn't a one-to-one Game Pass competitor. I think it's their answer to Game Pass, but it's not to say it's Sony's version of Game Pass. I think it's clear that they're kind of doing their own thing within a subscription streaming model. So I don't think there's anything too surprising here. I think when you start digging into the details, there's a lot of questions people are going to have around the specifics of how the service works or, you know, especially if you're somebody like me who invested a bunch of money and stacked year over year subscriptions through deals through it. Like, what does that look like to upgrade or is there an upgrade path for people who already have essential but want to go up to extra or premium? How much is that going to cost? And so there's a lot of things that we don't know yet about the service, but I think none of this is like super surprising. And, you know, the, the sweet spot from what I'm noticing in plus extra, which is that second tier is basically the same price as, as uh, game Pass ultimate. So you can see there's a sort of rough correlation there, even though the services do differ, you know, between the two services. So, yeah. Micah. Yeah, um, I, I echo pretty much everything that Parker was saying. Um, you know, when when the news hit me, it was just kind of neutral. I felt exactly neutral about it. There wasn't anything that particularly surprised me or that particularly bummed me out or particularly excited me. Um, it was all, especially, you know, I don't know if you want to get into some of this now or whenever, but especially some of the the streaming stuff, you know, mm-hmm. we were hoping that with this, I think, I think the main hope from fans um, with this announcement is that we were going to, we were going to get also get the announcement that yes, everything is backwards compatible and downloadable. And I don't, when I say backwards compatible, I don't mean like you can put in your old PS2 disc and start playing. It just means that things are downloadable, not just streamable. Yeah. Um, and and that didn't happen. It was pretty much the same services that you that you know now, and the same um, like like the same products and packages that exist in other storefronts now are probably what's going to be offered here. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. But yeah, it just didn't do a whole lot for me. Um, now, what is kind of exciting is that they've got this sort of set number, you know, this 400 number for the middle tier, and this extra, I think, 340 games for the top tier. Um, it all boils down to that list of games. It really, really does. And kind of what they do with them is, is, is there any extra bells and whistles, whether it be some sort of up you know, 60 FPS, some sort of trophy integration, something like that. Like, what do they do with that kind of stuff? Um, th- that'll tell a lot of the story. But yeah, the, the initial reaction was um, was kind of blah, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, that's kind of how it hit me. Yeah, I mean, same thing, like kind of like when I heard about it, I wasn't terribly surprised. I wasn't 
surprised to hear that they weren't offering day and day. In fact, I was kind of pleased because I felt like, you know, and and I've said this before, that's like, that's a war that they can't win uh, if they sort of enter into that. Uh, They they just like that their model currently doesn't support that. And, and frankly, I think, you know, and I don't, at the risk of sounding like a Sony fanboy, right. Um, You know, frankly, I think overall Sony's first party products are, uh, a little bit higher quality than Microsoft so far. And Sony, while it's a, you know, a billion dollar company per year, it doesn't have like the revenue streams that Microsoft does and it can't absorb all those losses. So I I was, I was glad to see them not try to sort of, you know, half step into that a little bit or, and, but rather I think, you know, and and again, we're going to need details here. Um, before, before anything else, I think that's the, the, like my biggest thing is like, okay, like the 400 games that are on this, this extra tier, what are those going to be the 340 games in the, the, the premium tier or the super tier or whatever that's called? Like, you know, what are those going to be the, that like when, when we start getting some details on that, then I'll get like a little more interested and, you know, full disclosure. And I think you guys probably did the same thing. There was that, uh, you could pick up a year subscription to PS now for fifty nine ninety nine recently, yep. um, that will be upgraded to the third tier. Um, so I picked that up. I feel, I feel like even if I had, I had a few months and I was going to use that as an evaluation that would have like you know, but I was like, ah, for 60 bucks, I can get the upgrade. You, you know, this will give me a chance to sort of check some of this out now. And, and I haven't been able to actually confirm that Gref, Jeff Grubb has actually said this, but there are several articles floating around online right now that say that Jeff Grubb, uh, claims that he has heard like substantial, like n- verifiable rumors that, uh, Sony is actually looking for a PS3 downloadable emulation solution. So we'll see, you know, that's, that's kind of one of those things like that's, it would have been nice if they are actually doing that. It would have been nice for them to just sort of say like, Hey, this isn't going to happen right now, but we are working towards that. Um, but Sony has never been exactly forthcoming when it comes to a lot of this stuff. I mean, even like the, you know, the, the fact is like, we've known about, the the details or the details that we've received so far is like stuff we've already sort of known about for months because it was leaked. Um, So now they've just sort of put an official spin on it. Uh, I think though, and, and, and one of the things I wanted to sort of double back on is like a lot of people, yeah, there is some like belly aching because there's not, a lot of it's it's not the one to one comparison to Game Pass, and and there were a lot of people who felt like this needed to just sort of like be Game Pass, but on PlayStation's on on PS consoles. But frankly, I actually think that the the second tier that that extra or whatever it's called or is mm-hmm. is actually a, a pretty solid answer to Game Pass because. I know the big draw for Microsoft Game Pass is the day and date, you know, first party titles and and that stuff. But what I've heard and and Parker you've said as much, but I've also heard it from other like, you know, other other content creators that I've listened to and sort of been when they talk when people talk about Game Pass, they talk about the fact that it's it's sort of a low-key testing pool. Like and, and it's this sort of in in the sense that it it puts a bunch of games on people's radars that might not have actually 
gotten any attention. Um, and it's, it's kind of going to be, and, and my hope is that in these 400 games, this is going to be more of an answer to some of the, like maybe some of the indie stuff and, and the smaller titles that as well as, you know, maybe some of Sony's first party exclusive or, you know, their, their Sony studios, their older material, like, you know, content, putting that on there. But I'm also hoping that they'll, you know, they'll, they'll snag some day and date, you know, deals for smaller, smaller games and kind of in a way have an answer to that, at least that facet of game pass. You know, we've seen a ton of like smaller and indie games like tunic just came out day and date little indie darling that everybody, you know, it's the little indie darling that, that does apparently, um, you know, um, but then it's uh, nobody saves the world. Uh, there's all these like smaller games that have had day and date releases on Game Pass that aren't exclusive. Like nobody saves the world is actually the, I just read an announcement. It's coming to PlayStation and Switch. So it's like maybe this can be sort of an answer to that service where it can be sort of a a uh, you know a breeding ground or like you know some fertile soil for like cultivating maybe some relationships with indie developers in a similar way to game pass you know and that that to me is very attractive um you know and uh, what do, what do you guys think as far as that goes well i would just say i mean i guess a couple things come to mind for me one um if we're doing like a, a comparison just strictly on the numbers for stuff. So I think Game Pass, the last time I looked in my Series X library, Game Pass has like something like just over 100 games in there. So actually, when you think about the PlayStation Plus Extra, now it depends on what those games are specifically, but PlayStation is saying for the same cost as Game Pass, you're going to get 400 games. So I think that's something interesting to note there, that the, the size of that library compared to Microsoft's sort of revolving library, which kind of changes month to month, is probably three to four times larger than what Game Pass has at any given single moment. Um, so that's kind of like an important metric, maybe to sort of keep in the back of your mind when you're thinking about like the, the month over month value between the two. I think the other thing you mentioned, though, Nate, is like a really interesting thought, which is this idea of like third party or indie developers, you know, where Sony has locked the door on exclusives, at least for now. Jim Ryan has said, like, maybe we'll reevaluate that. Yeah, but like, yeah. you know, the short term solution is like, no, we're not going to, you know, release the next Horizon Forbidden West day one on this subscription service. But doing that with indie developers is a possibility. And I think the other thing is like third party developers could do that too. And so this is another example where, you know, they would be um, coming in and, and doing something similar to game pass, but you know, outriders was a third party non Xbox specific thing, but it launched day one, you know, day and day game pass. It was a, it was a day one thing. So, you know, that's kind of like, you can argue about the quality of that, whether it's AAA or not, but it was billed as AAA when it launched and it did launch day one on Game Pass, even though it wasn't a Microsoft exclusive. So I think there's still a lot of room for movement on what Sony can do with this, even though it feels like they've kind of put them in a corner uh, initially, there, there's still a lot of things they can do with that. And, you know, Game Pass does this great job of marketing throughout the month where they don't tell you everything that's coming out every month. And instead, they sort of like trickle these games in and you sort of wake up one morning and you get an announcement on your phone that, hey, this 
game just dropped onto Game Pass today. Play it now. And people are like, oh, wow, this is great. And all this social media buzz happens because people are like, I didn't even know that was going to happen. Game Pass is the best, best value in gaming. And you get people talking in that way. And so I think there's an opportunity definitely for Sony to learn from some of what Microsoft has done. And I think if they're smart, they're going to keep their cards close to the vest. And they're probably going to do something similar to that where you're not going to get everything up front but instead they'll give you like a, a pretty solid list of games, but maybe they'll trickle in some surprises throughout the month to people to keep people engaged and talking about the service, especially for the first, you know, six months or, or a year. So those are, those are some of the things that come to mind for me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can piggyback off that. I think Sony has really positioned themselves right in the middle um, as far as what they're offering between game pass and what Nintendo is doing with their online offerings. Um, when you look at what they've done, it, it really mimics a lot of, uh, of what Nintendo's done. I think, um, you know, I think they took a lot of a lot of p- uh, pages out of that playbook. And um, <clears throat> but but yeah, going back to their first party games not being there, I, I'm kind of with you, Nate. I'm kind of it's kind of a relief for me. Um, that would have been worrisome uh, for for me as a as a Sony fan to to say like yeah we're bringing every first party game day and day that, that would have worried the heck out of me. Um, you know, Jim Ryan spoke to I believe GamesIndustry.biz about that whenever all this news dropped about kind of that cycle that they have of you know um, I think he called it like a virtuous cycle um, yeah. about how you know that that really kind of works out for for them doing it that way. And that he thinks the quality would sort of drop if if they were to sort of break that. Um, so while they probably have some plans, some first party plans even for this service, um, you're not going to see the God of War and the Horizon type games uh, come out for this service at least not anytime soon. At least at least not the new ones. You know, I'm I'm definitely thinking right. they might reach back and sort of you know occasionally pull some of the like you know the Last of Us might make an you know. Or, you know, like the, the original Last of Us remastered oh, yeah. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like they'll probably go back. I, I mean, and again, this is all speculation, but I imagine that some of those first party like titles that they will bring will be older titles that are still like a lot of the stuff that you see in the PlayStation Plus collection. Um, you know, those 40 games or whatever, 20 games that they, you know, from like, like I know uh, Persona 5 just sort of dropped off that or whatever. But I think that mm-hmm. it's it's probably going to be like, a supplement for some of that. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think, I think they really got to hit that, that, uh, high quality bar with those, you know, three or 400 games that they put in that middle tier. Um, you know, if it's what kind of exists right now in, in PS now, as far as that catalog and library goes, I don't think that's going to cut the mustard. I think they've got to bump it up a tier or two as far as the kind of the quality level that they allow. At least, like the at least have a handful of some of those those higher quality games in there. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so it'll, that'll, that'll really speak to a lot. Yeah, yeah. Now, I I do sort of want to just and you brought it up, but like there is sort of like some they are taking some cues from Nintendo because looking at this uh, this third tier, the premium tier, right? It's like it's all. Like and and this is the tier that I've I have heard a lot of, I guess sort of on both sides. Like you know, I was talking with my brother. I was talking with Deuce the other day, and, and we were just saying, I was like, dude, it's three hundred and forty classic games, you know. And it's like, if you really look at it, it's like three bucks a month or whatever, you know, for that. And it's like, 
I don't, I don't know what people were expecting, you know, and it's, I know that some people are like, you know, it's absolutely criminal for them to be sort of locking backwards compatibility behind a paywall, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm like, listen, Sony has been absolutely miserable with like the paths to upgrade, sort of playing the best versions, like all of that. Like, you, you know, we've, we talked about like the smart delivery and how, I mean, for me, it would just be nice if Sony could be consistent with the pa- the upgrade path. Like, if it's going to be yeah. like, hey, pay $10 and you get to play the PS5 version with your PS... I'm like, okay, I can do that, you know, but let's just make it consistent. Like, this game's free, this one isn't, da-da-da-da-da, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. and it, it's a mess. And anyways, but... I think it's it's interesting because this is this third tier is the one that actually reminds me the most of the Nintendo Switch Online service, um, especially with the the Super Nintendo and the Nintendo Classics, and now the N sixty four and the Genesis Classics sort of being locked behind those those upgrades and those paywalls or whatever, and it's. And, and I've used that service from time to time. And so it's like, I'm not, and again, I'm not entirely opposed to it. I snapped up that year of PlayStation now, so I'm definitely going to give it a go. Uh, and if they do bring some sort of like uh, PS3 emulation so that you can download those titles directly to the PS5, I'm in there. Like I'm, I'm game for this, but it, it is just like, this is the one that I think has the, the biggest sort of opportunity to like, just fall flat on its face. Like this is the one that like, like, like if they don't do this, if this comes out and it's just a mess, like this third tier, they, they will not walk away from this with clean hands. <laughs> like they will be ridiculed and maybe rightly so um, for some of that. Like, like I said, it does remind me the most of like the NSO and the NSO plus or whatever that's called now, um, you know, where it's like that it's, it's a bunch of older games. And I did think it was interesting that like there's no mention of Vita, but there it PSP, they are saying like there will be PSP ports available for download. So that's really pretty interesting. And the PS1 and the PS2, like and it's like, are these gonna be ports? Are these gonna be updates? What what exactly is gonna like yeah. I'm I'm curious because like I said, this the like the first two tiers, I'm kind of like, ah. Eh, whatever it's like you said it's sort of on par with game pass in a lot of ways or it sort of feels like okay like yeah this and this i think is sort of like them in some ways responding because a lot of fans have been like let me play my the older games like you guys like there's a storied playstation back catalog like you know there's some really fantastic ps1 ps2 and ps3 games generation defining in some ways and it's like and and unless you own original hardware and the discs and everything else and all of it works you know that that stuff is really isolated and so i'm i'm kind of hoping that hoping that this will be you know them sort of really trying to like honor that that library and sort of like and in a lot of ways sort of maybe silence some of the critics who say like they're not doing anything for games preservation etc et um like you know Micah, what what do you think uh, just sort of about this 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 premium tier like your thoughts yeah they're just trying to find a way to monetize it um you know it, it, it'll be interesting to see it's like you know like could this stuff just be a la carte purchases yeah like probably a lot of these ps1 and ps2 games or whatever um 
I, I am curious about things like the Vita, like you said, things like, like I was, um, I heard today, I think the episode dropped for, uh, on sacred symbols. Plus he, Colin had on, uh, Tom from, uh, Moore's law is mm. dead, uh, talking about kind of the backwards compatibility conundrum and some other, among other things. But, uh, Tom was saying that, um, like Jeff Grubb was, cause was kind of positing that, uh, they've got a solution that they've been working on even like before the PS five launched as far as PS three emulation, but it's just so complicated the way that they did it because the, the way that they did the cell, that cell process every, did them no favors. Yeah. But, but the, the way that every developer he was explaining that has to sort of uh, code for the deficiencies of the cell were, were totally different. It's as, as it's as if you don't need to, create an emulator for the PS3, but you almost have to have an emulator for every single game mm. um, is, is how he described it, which is what's taken so long. Um, and he's heard that there are several games that work just fine, but I think maybe they're waiting to kind of get a better, like kind of boom or a better catalog of, of games that they can, they can trust. Um, I think, I think it's going to come eventually though. And that's sort of what he was kind of yeah. saying is that uh, it'll just be kind of one, another one of the, like, like you'll wake up one Tuesday and like, Hey, surprise. You can download PS3 games now as part as part of PS uh, Plus Premium, and that'll be a nice little marketing cycle for them. You know, and people are like, oh, okay, well, I'll jump in now. You know, that kind of stuff. So, um, it's uh, I, I, I did the same thing you did as far as yeah. Let me go ahead and get PlayStation Now now while it's sixty for half the cost, and I'll check out this top tier. I wouldn't have just done that. Just uh, I, I, I doubt I'll it'll it'll last longer than that year. Um, even if it has just a killer catalog, but uh, uh, real, real, real quick, and I don't, don't want to uh, speak too long, but what will get me in personally, and I think we'll get a lot of people in, is they got to bring something extra. It can't just be like, here's Parasite Eve, exactly as it was with zero upgrades or zero anything. Like if if Parasite Eve is part of the catalog, I'll go check it out for nostalgic sake. But if Parasite Eve has trophies, I'm going to play it till I beat it. You know, so like there, there's just going to be a difference there. You know, if it's if or it runs at 60 and, and like, runs and looks looks a little yeah. bit better, like I'm I'm going to stick around a little bit longer potentially. Um, yeah, these I was types say of that, things, like upraising, upraising, and frame boosting and things like that. Like if you throw some of those features in on some of these older titles, then that definitely that actually sort of matches, I think, some of the Microsoft uh, backwards compatibility issues yeah yeah but you know if i if i boot up the bouncer on ps2 and it's exactly as it was back in you know 1999 or whatever woof like pass i'll just move on you know (laughs) like uh so those are my thoughts on it it's just kind of like they're they're trying to find a way to monetize it let's 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 see kind of there again let's see what they do with it and what the actual catalog is that that's that's we're going to keep coming back to that yeah. kind of that, that question, which we'll find out probably in an, another month or, or so. But, but Parker, what, what do you, what do you got? Well, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think it, it's going to be a, an evolving thing. I don't expect them to nail the landing right out of the gate. I think it's going to take some time and this is sort of a, a long-term strategy that they're going to put forward here. So I'm not expecting them to hit every mark and, and tick every box right out of the gate. But, I, you know, because I don't think Game Pass did that for folks either. It, it evolved into the juggernaut that it is today. I think, sort of required I think Sony though, to come the difference up with there, just to briefly interrupt, is like, at this point in time, Sony is competing against a fully fleshed out Game Pass. And so they, in a way, know what it's supposed to look like to a certain extent. And so if they don't have, 
they don't have the same room for error that Game Pass did when it like like that's 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 sort of like the only I guess pushback that I'm going to sort of throw out there. Sorry. Well, I mean, I, I think like we we talk about Sony being such a smaller company, but in terms of gaming divisions, Sony's quite a bit larger than Xbox. Mm-hmm. You know, in a one for one comparison across those things, mm-hmm. they have they have a, a deeper. Um, first-party exclusive library, and this has been pipelined for a while. And so in some ways, I feel like they actually have more room for error than Microsoft, where Microsoft Game Pass strategy was kind of a, a naked power grab to just sort of get titles onto their system that they couldn't otherwise get organically through the you know gaming philosophy mm. that they had from generations ago. So whereas Sony, I mean, they've got people committed to that, and they've got a they set the standard as far as like exclusive titles go between the two of them for, you know, quality and AAA delivery and all that kind of stuff. So I do feel like they've got some room and some margin for error on this. It doesn't mean they should just sort of, you know, casually come in and just flub it and that people are going to, you know, be okay with that. But I think that there's just an opportunity for them to kind of come in with an offering and come up with something that's, different than game pass and then evolve it over time into and refine it into you know what it really needs to be i think one of the things i heard this might have been on ign in one of their podcasts but they talked about this idea that sony's long-term strategy is to get into some of these live service games and so mm-hmm. when we talk about game pass microsoft has already figured out how to monetize games in other ways than just you know, day one purchases like what Sony does. They've got, whether it's microtransactions, um, you know, they've got other form, they've got all, all the games that you play on Game Pass are available for purchase at a, at a discount in Microsoft's store. So if Sony's to come up with something else that's similar to that, or, or maybe there's a, a deeper, um, you know, discount process for people who are at the higher tiers where they get more off, or maybe they get some money off a day one purchase because they're a premium tier subscriber or something like that. I think there's a lot of levers and mechanisms that Sony has on the dashboard that they're not going to pull on the first day, but that they're going to look at and they're going to, you know, run the numbers on some of this stuff to see if it makes sense. And then as they move forward, they're going to make a sort of smart, informed decision, hopefully on, you know, when and how to pull some of those levers and, and maybe some will work and some won't. But, you know, I just see this an evolving process where, you know, the, the little bit of detail we have now is not necessarily what it's going to be in two, three, four years from now. Yeah. Uh, well, and, you know, sort of talking about online games and uh, games as a service, like the, the recent sort of acquisition of Bungie Studios, you know, and again, it's, there is the sort of, they are not going to be exclusive to Sony, but uh, I would not be surprised to see those properties being leveraged in that capacity as like, you know, if you are a PlayStation plus essential subscriber, you get day and date, like access to the the newest Bungie game or something like that. Whereas like they'll sell it. it, it who knows? Who knows? Like, you know, it's like, it, it, it's, I, I mean, I'm, I, I have to be honest. I'm a little hesitant when you sort of talk about like the games as service stuff and the live model stuff, especially when we're sort of talking about game pass, uh, because while it has worked in some comparisons, like in some situations, like look at the situation with halo infinite. I mean, like that, I I don't know if you've kept up with it, but like that sort of like release content release cycle is absolutely abysmal. And it's like, they're just bleeding players on that, that the, the online portions of that game, because they're trying to compete with things like, 
Bungie and or you know with destiny and call of duty and everything else and of course like you know i i wouldn't be surprised you know on the same same end if like call of duty isn't sort of like a day and date like hey you can play call of duty day one for you know basically if you have a game pass subscription kind of like i think some of those are going to be some of the leverage points you know like it'll still be available on playstation just like the new Bungie or the new the next destiny or whatever Bungie's next project is will be available on xbox but if you want to play it for basically you know free in air quotes you know well subscribe to this service yeah that i mean i definitely think like we're going to see some of those levers like i said they're and sort of just going back to the halo thing like man i just i don't want to see that and i don't know if that's really like where the the blame sort of falls on whether that's really a Microsoft management issue or if that's just three four three is just really dropping the ball. Maybe it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Um, like like you say microtransactions, you say games as live service games, and I get squirrely, you know, because it's like those just are not. And again, like there's there's a bit of a learning experience there, but like man. Like there's well, you don't you don't have to be Microsoft to make mistakes with that. Just no. ask the the polyphony digital folks who release Gran Turismo, and you know they'll they'll tell you the woes around the the microtransactions and yeah. some of the issues that they've yeah. had. Well, and that's that's you a know? great so example. It, yeah, it, so it, it happens on both sides. Yeah, yeah, like you know, I like GT wasn't as present for me because like I don't play racing games all that much. Um, <laughs> now, if they, there was like a burnout, like you know, live action game you know what i'm saying like games as a service burnout game i might be in for that but uh you know that's more of an arcadey versus a sim thing so i you know i'm just i'm i'm concerned in the sense that like i think there's a lot of room for hope because we don't know any details and you know historically i think sony has a pretty solid track record and just far as releasing like they have a Again, looking at that, their their sort of their their library and the the series and the franchises that they've got historically access to, there's a lot of really cool potential for all of this. I'm just like these, like this. This is sort of in a lot of, and may, maybe this is just you know old man saying like get off my lawn, like stupid kids kind of stuff, <laughs> um, right? But it's like this is like brave new world territory, and sort of like I just there's so many ways that this all could just go sideways. I mean, it could all go sideways all the time, but you know, um, anyways, Micah, it's, it sounded like you had something to say there for a second. And yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, Jim Ryan spoke about, um, in some recent interview about how they're going to have like 10 live service games by 2025 or something like that. Um, I, I think those games, whatever those are, you know, something that probably Haven Studios, Jade Raymond mm-hmm. Studios, probably making, probably that Deviation Games is making, uh, Firewalks, all these like recent acquisitions, they're probably all making live service games. But I bet you, um, you know, uh, obviously Bungie's next game. I bet you all those games, all those live service games, are, are going to be day and date on on PlayStation Plus. Um, and and you would still see kind of the boutique Ghost of Tsushima two and stuff like I was kind of saying kind of saying earlier still be you know full seventy dollar games that aren't on the service for a couple of years kind of thing. Um, that's the sort of stuff that is is going to fuel uh, the service a little bit for Sony. I think that that's where you're going to see their first party presence. Like for example, um, you know we're we're primed and due for a big kind of Sony event coming up, which will probably you know spill the beans on a lot of the Spartacus stuff. 
but um, I wouldn't be shocked if the upcoming Last of Us uh, Factions multiplayer was announced really soon, and that was like a day and date mm. PlayStation Plus game, for example, and that would be a, li- a live service game. That's going to be like their first of these ten or whatever. Um, I could see that happening hundred percent. So, so that that would add some value there, you know, value quote unquote. Um, but yeah, this is just uh, it, it's a it's a value add or a value proposition from Sony. Um, it, you'd have to be it, it, if you came into this thinking that they're going to offer those big games day and day, like basically do a one for one what Xbox is doing with Game Pass. I mean, that simply was never going to happen, ever. Uh, at least not right now. Um, so, but, but I think what Sony's answer is are, are these live service games. They obviously have to have a player base for any sort of, any, any sort of service game. So that would help. And, and yeah, you only have to strike gold one time for it to be worth it for Sony for all 10 of those games. You only need one of them to hit Yeah, and it, it'd be worth their while. So, so I think they're going to do that with, with those live service games. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's definitely sort of interesting, you know, sort of because it's, there, it looks like, you know, just based on sort of like the recent news and acquisitions and, you know, that you brought up the Haven Studios thing. And I was like, man, like, it's weird. <laughs> it's it's because they haven't actually made anything yet. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, and again, that's sort of one of those things where it does seem like uh, I can't remember the the guy from Gorilla Studios name right now for the life of me. Herman Holt. Yeah. But. It's. Like just as far as overall and, and this like in light of the new regime, like it's just it's like there's still a lot of questions just as far as like how's this all gonna shake out, you know, and and I think it's it's definitely I'm firmly in the camp like, you know, well let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. But I definitely like I'm I'm interested. And um, you know, like I said, I think for me the 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 potential to have something that does sort of compete with Game Pass on that, like giving me access to games that I normally wouldn't look twice at, but like, oh well, now I can check it out because you know I I have this subscription. Like, you know, we just finished up Neo Two the other night, and so well, Parker's done with it. He's he's moved on. I'm still like <laughs> deep deep in its clutches um, because I am a sick sick man. Um, I am, I am deeply bent and broken, but you know, it's like, it would be nice to maybe just have some options where it's like some lighter fare to just be like, okay, like here's some little palate cleansers without having to sort of like scrape through all like, I mean, I have an immense, like I've had a PlayStation plus subscription for years and I always, 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 always claim the games, even the ones I'm not happy about. Um, because who knows? I might get you bored. And I might, I might hate play it. I might just like be like, no, I'm gonna hate this <laughs> game and I'm gonna play it just to be miserable for a little bit. Um, <laughs> because I yeah, want a list of games that you've done that with, by the way. Um, I'm sure there's a couple in there where it's like, I'm, I don't like this, but I'm going to beat it just out of like out of spite. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious, Parker. Like we've already sort of uh, shown our hands, Nate. Like we've already did the you know, PS now so we can get, you know, doctored into the top tier or whatever. But Parker, are you going to subscribe? Are you going to get, which, which tier are you looking at? Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely going to subscribe. I did, um, I did take advantage of the, the PS now subscription oh, thing, okay. which by the way, for people listening, I'm pretty sure it's been confirmed that that, that was a loophole that Sony has now closed. So yeah. 
if you, if you didn't get it in the last 48 hours or so, I guess you're paying 120 for premium if you want it later on, unless they have a, an upgrade path for existing, uh, you know, PS plus subscribers to move up in the tiers. But, you know, other than that, yeah, it's going to be 120. So I think for me, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how these, what the games are in the catalog and all that kind of stuff. But personally, I was like, you know what, I'm interested enough. I'm going to just jump in on the premium level. I'm going to see everything it has to offer. And then I'm going to make a decision later on. But um, I stacked a couple years of PS now, so I don't need to make a decision either way for Excellent. for a couple years at this point, assuming Sony makes good in their promise that if you have a PS Now subscription, you'll be ushered into the, the premium tier of the new service yeah. in June I, when it launches. So I, I've got to go back to like the the bells and whistles that Sony's gonna put on on these old games, if at all. I'm not I'm not holding my breath for for, for a lot. But like even something as simple for um for PS5 owners. You know, like if they added some sort of simple dual sense support and in some into some of these old games, like that would be neat. Like anything that, even if it's just you know, not all games, but just random games, you know, it, you know, something like that would 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 be nice. But um, you know, if they just if it's just the same old plain Jane PS One classic that you could have downloaded back on the PS Three days, you know, like the Medal of Honor One PS One classic, you know, like yeah. if it's just that, like that literal product. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to re re up my subscription after that, you know? So, so I just had a thought related to that. So Microsoft has kind of set the standard for backwards compatibility and they've got their FPS boost program and they've got their smart delivery program. And I think those are like, you know, trend setting things. And then you've got Nintendo kind of, you know, doing their own thing over there, but they've got something that maybe PlayStation could use to sort of, get in the mix without having the full commitment. And that is, you know, if you look at your Nintendo switch, for those of you who have a switch and you have the online service, they have certain games in their catalog that are like the original games, but then they also occasionally will release what they call SP versions of those games where they add little features to them and they spruce them up and they do little things to sort of like, you know, jazz it up. And so you can, you can actually play both versions of the game and there's several games, I think like super Mario world, it might be super Metroid. There are a number of titles in big titles in Nintendo's catalog where they've got two different versions of the game on the streaming service. Um, And they've kind of gone in and, and not done like a big marketing blitz, but they just sort of trickle these titles in that are just sort of like, you know, refreshed titles in the catalog for folks to go back and play. And, you know, I think Sony could do something like that even, and that would be cool. And and people would have something to look forward to there where, you know, especially for some of the more marquee titles, maybe they don't need to do it for every title in their 700 title catalog, but specific titles like pick and choose your battles and and come up with a version where it's like, Oh, you want to play the original for nostalgia's sake? Yeah, you got that. But we've also got our version of Nintendo's SP game where you can go in and you can do a, a spiffed up version of the same thing if you want. And you can look forward to us sort of dropping those things on you every now and then in the future to sort of keep people checking the catalog and refreshing that to see what's new, what's interesting, what's what's coming in. So even if the game titles don't change, the, the offerings within could change just based on them doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's, there's a whole lot of like wait and see here and it, it'll be interesting. Like uh, for me, it really is like, and, and again, I have like the year and change to sort of like check this thing out. And, and I don't think it doesn't need to wow me 
day one, but like I do, I think this third tier is the one that is going to, if it is not at least substantially sort of compelling enough, like if there aren't some, like this is the one that everybody's going to come after because it is, they, they are basically locking backwards compatibility behind a paywall. Um, you know, and it's like a lot of people are just upset about that to begin with, you know, and again, you know, whether that's sort of right or wrong, I'm not here to, I, you know, it's like, it is what it is that, but I'm just kind of like, you know, this, I think that third tier and how they handle the, the, the classics is going to be that, that that's going to be what really stands out. That's that's the one that this thing is gonna, I think, sort of like live or die on. Um, at least it, that that tier has the most room to either be a breakout success or to just fall on its face. Yeah, it, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting for me to see after a year or so, a year or two, to see kind of the breakdown of percentage. I know they're probably never going to reveal this, but like who's at the top, how many percentage are in the middle and how many percentage are just on that bottom PlayStation plus tier and see kind of how that breaks out. I think there's a valid case for all of them being highly populated. You know, people that just want the same old, same old, that's going to be huge. People that say like, yeah, I do want a nice big catalog of PS five, PS four games. You know, that middle tier is going to be populated, but then there's, there's just the hardcore PlayStation fans that are just going to automatically go to that top tier. So I'm curious, like, I guess it's probably gonna be the bottom tier will be the most popular one, but you think people will just leapfrog that middle one and go straight to the top? You think that top one will be more popular? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think I think it's probably you're gonna see the most traffic. I mean, if if you're you're asking me like just my opinion, and this is yeah, yeah, just what do you guess? How, how do you think, think it's gonna it's pan the out? bottom two tiers are probably gonna be the heaviest populated, and that third tier. Um, unless it, and again, unless it's less absolutely stand out, a lot of people are, it's, I, I honestly, like, here's going to like, I'll just sort of reveal my strategy going forward is like, probably what's going to happen with that one is hopefully they'll have some sort of like path to upgrade and downgrade sort of as you will. And so what yeah. it'll be is like, if something is on there that I want to play, like I'll buy a month or two of the, the premium like I'll, I'll pay that 10 bucks or whatever for like two, three months of like premium access. And then when that's done, I just sort of move back down to, you know, extra or essential or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm, I'm sort of interested to sort of see how they handle the, the upgrade, uh, like the, the upgrade paths, like, you know, are they going to try and lock people into like, well, once you upgrade to this, like you'll get like a prorated amount for the end of your contract or your end of whatever you have stored or I don't know. I'm super curious now that we've all done the $60 PS now thing. So we all have a year or more of PlayStation now, but we also all have PlayStation plus. So how is that going to, what's it going to give us? How how, do we have a, do we have a choice in how we want that to pan out or is it all just like, nope, you get, 3.4 3.4 years of the top tier and that's it. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I think like the, the, the sort of like what they're going to do with like the stockpiled PS plus and PS now time that it's like, just handle that delicately. Sony, Sony, like, you know, you've got like, be on the generous side, be on the generous side here. Like, honestly, I think for like, it, and this is just me, like, so I, I have a I have two years pretty much of 
uh, PS Plus that I'm sitting on right now, and I have about a year and a half of PS Now. And so I'm like, are you just going to say like, hey, here's, you know, I I don't know. I don't know how that's going to sort of like work. I don't know how they're going to roll that out. I, I, I'm not going to get too mad any which way it cuts, you know, like, but it's like, man, for people who have like several years banked of like PS plus and then being like. I mean, like, listen, if you have several years banked of PS Plus and they just give you the essential version, they just sort of honor that and they're like, nope, it just keeps rolling through. That's that's it. So, yeah, it's going to be sort of just interesting how it all sort of pans out. And um, you know, hopefully it, they won't overcomplicate it or make it too weird or messy. So, yeah. But <laughs> that that's, that's what I'm hoping. So, but, well, guys... Uh, you know, I, I wanted, I don't really have anything else. I think we've sort of covered everything that I wanted to as, as just sort, sort of talking about some of the details, some of our hopes and anticipations for the service. I mean, like I said, I think it's kind of, it's, it's interesting and I'm, I'm waiting for more details. And at that point in time, like, I, you know, I'll make an actual judgment call there, but I'm, I'm like, yeah. okay, like this seems like an interesting play, but, uh, any closing thoughts here, guys, Parker? No, for me, I think we covered it. It, it really is a, a wait and see. I think, though, that like there's a lot of potential here, and like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Sony, you know, not just launches the program, but how they manipulate those different levers in the future, and and what kind of strategies they pull to um, keep people engaged in the service or other different offerings that maybe they don't want to tell people about just now, but that might sweeten the deal for folks to get involved or or jump into the process. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a few tricks sort of up their sleeves that they just, um, haven't revealed for a lot of different reasons at this point. So I feel like it's, it's going to be interesting to see. And just because we feel like we've got all the details at a high level now, you know, I, I think it's going to continue to evolve and, and be interesting. So I'm in it either way. And I've got honestly across the three consoles, I've got all the different subscription services. So um, it's not just going to be interesting to see what Sony does, but then what the knock on effects are going to be to how Microsoft handles game pass. I think Microsoft even said that they were doing something similar to the Nintendo switch online, where they're both going toward this like family plan offering for their subscription services. So is Sony going to be, you know, kind of anteing up at some point to do some sort of like family subscription plan for some of this stuff. Maybe that's a possibility too. I don't know, but um, these things just tend to change and evolve over time. And I'm just excited for the, for the journey to come. Yeah. Micah. Yeah. For me, I think everyone feels happy. <clears throat> if you're Microsoft, I think you, you watch this reveal and you're like, yes, that we're good guys. We're good. We're good. You know, I think that was the <laughs> feeling around Microsoft. I think Sony thinks that they're able to extract more money out of their fan base while keeping their strategy of mm-hmm. of having the $70 marquee titles still come out and not be tied to a subscription service. So so they're kind of having their cake and still maybe getting a little bit more, you know, you could you know, there's value for the customer but they're also getting more money out of you as well. Um potentially. So uh, I think everyone's kind of feeling good right now and i think everyone's where they want to be i think it can change I, I think you know and jim ryan said as much this could all change pretty quickly like in five years playstation plus and game pass for that matter could look very different so um 
you know, this is what we're looking at right now for the next handful of years. And I think everyone, you know, when I say everyone, you know, the, all the companies, I think they feel like they're all in a good spot really. And they were where they want to be. So, yeah. 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 It's uh, it, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of cautiously optimistic about how this is all going to shake out. So, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm always open to having my heart just broken. So <laughs> <laughs> I look at it as at the end of the day with them offering this, there's just more options for people and more, more games are going to be coming available for, for people to play. So if you like games and you're, you're looking for more stuff to play, you know, this should be a win for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, all that being said, gentlemen, thank you for your time. Uh, and, uh, listeners, you guys know the things that you're supposed to do. Be good. Uh, you know, share, care, rate and review, and, uh, you know, we'll catch you on the next one. so much for listening to this episode of the backlog breakdown if you want to join in the conversation you can email us at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com or join our facebook group the backlog book club on facebook and on twitter our handle is at bb downcast of course you can also catch nate and i on our social media platforms like facebook twitter and the gg app i go by broccolope that's spelled b-r-o-c-c-o-l O-P-E, and Nate goes by Nate underscore McKeever. Till next time, loggers, you keep beating down those backlogs, and we'll keep breaking down the benefits.